This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Our good buddy Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, join us today. Woodrow, how are you, my man? Uh, Monty, like I said, old old weather and old bones don't mix. I'm, I'm, I'm hunkered down by the fire like everybody else. Not perched in a deer stand today? No, I'm afraid the bullets would bounce off the deer on a day like this, so... I've, I've I've harvested four so far, so I should be able to survive the winter. Yeah, you got plenty of good meat there. So, uh, well, what's what's been happening in your neck of the woods? A little bit of everything. Uh, everything, you, you name it, it's happening. I, I guess you heard about our our football uh, change out on out on the West End. Uh, uh, Mason's gone, and probably looking back, Monty probably should have been. They probably should have made the change a, a year earlier, but. Uh, to, to Mason's credit, uh, you know, and, and I guess a, 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 a tribute to his to his uh, wisdom, he got himself a nice fat contract extension <laughs> before they let him go. So Vanderbilt, like every every other school, is going to have to spend millions now to to pay Derek for the privilege of not coaching Vanderbilt anymore. Yeah, that's a pretty good gig he's got right there. So. It, it is. I, my, my, when when they when they uh, let me go at at, at the Tennessee and Monty, I didn't get quite that good a deal. They they didn't give me five million dollars not not to come back. But anyway, it's uh, those guys are and those are tough jobs to get on the, on that level. And and Mason got one. I, I'm sure he did his best. I know he did his best. But man, it's just. Uh, it's pushing a, a big rock uphill, and the hill gets steeper, and the rock gets he- heavier every year. I just don't see much hope for Vanderbilt. Yeah, I know their AD yesterday, or whatever they call her, uh, uh, she uh, said, you know, it shows their commitment to football, but I think you're going to see real commitment when they start doing stuff about their facilities. Um, if they've got the money to pay pay him out, there's money there to do some upgrading on on the on their facilities and you know it is kind of interesting uh in during this pandemic age we're in the schools are firing coaches uh yet they're um in a time which it doesn't seem very fiscally responsible because they're losing money but i guess somebody's writing checks and um to see that that happens but um I'm not. I'm not saying Mason shouldn't have gone either. Just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like kicking a guy when you're down. I mean, they barely had enough to play week by week this year, and you know, some games they weren't competitive, and then some games they were. Um, obviously, it's all bottom line. They haven't won a game, uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go and who really wants to come in and tackle that situation. Uh, Monty, I think it had got to the point where they had to do something. You know, I, I, the word on the street is that that Vanderbilt, the, the the fan base was almost gone. What there was, and the administration didn't seem interested. In other, in other words, there's just kind of an apathy that was hanging over the program. You know, when they'd get blown out, nobody seemed to care. So I think the school almost had to send a message that look, we we do care. We're going to make a coaching change. We're going to try to to to, to do better. It's it's going to be difficult, but at least we're sending a message that we're interested and we're going to try. Uh, 
having said that, I'm not. I, I don't believe it'll happen, Monty. Looking back over the the decades of Vanderbilt footballers, uh, Vandy Vandy attracts two kinds of coaches. One's a is a, a young coach or kind of an up and comer uh, that that sees Vanderbilt as a stepping stone, like Steve Sloan and uh, and, uh, and and James Franklin, and they come in and they. The, the, the stars are aligned and they have a good season or two and then they quickly take the the, the, the next best job that comes along and uh, and leave Vanderbilt. And then you've got the other coach, the kind of coach that's got maybe an, an older retired coach, like say, for example, a Jeff Fisher, who's who's got all the money he can spend in 10 lifetimes and would come to coach Vanderbilt kind of as a challenge or, or just, uh, for want of a better word, just for the fun of it. Uh, you know, to come out and see what he what he might be able to do. There'd be no pressure on him. You know, he doesn't need the job, doesn't need the money, and doesn't need to prove anything. So those are the two kinds of coaches that, that Vandy would get, uh, you know, kind of in transit. I, I don't believe, my, you know, if, if they're looking for Nick Saban to, to come in, that, that that's not going to happen. They're not going to get that, that kind of coach to come to Vanderbilt, a, an established coach. They're going to have to get one that's trying to become established, and then they'll probably dump Vanderbilt as soon as a, a prettier girl walks by. Va- Vanderbilt will be history. Or like I say, an older guy like like a Jeff Fisher, who doesn't have anything to, you know, any, anything to risk on on it to come come and do it just as I say for the for the same reason I go trout fishing just for the fun of it. And you know, you look at James Franklin as you said that was an anomaly really in many ways. The stars did line up right. He did a tremendous job, but you know, he's on that first plane out of town when something better came along. Exactly, Jerry Donardo was the same. You know, Donardo had a had a good season, and poof, he was gone. Uh, Steve Sloan, same way. He Sloan had a couple of good years, and and he was off to to Texas Tech or wherever. And again, Monty, I, I don't you know you can't fault him. I mean, these, it's a career move for these guys, and and they're smart enough to know that, for want of a better word, it was a fluke when they when they you have a couple of, a couple of good seasons at Vandy. Uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be it's tough to sustain it, and so you can't blame them if they get a better offer to to jump at it. Having said that, man, it makes it awfully tough at, at Vanderbilt to 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 build any kind of to sustain anything, to to kind of build any kind of foundation because there's so much transition all the time, and uh, and I'm just not sure that whoever the new guy is will be able to do any better. You know, you mentioned facilities. I I just don't know, Monty, if you know Vanderbilt; uh, they're behind and and have been forever and will be forever. They're a, a relatively small, uh, academically challenging state school trying to survive on a uh, with a, in a conference of, of big, powerful state school cutthroats. And man, it's tough. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> Vanderbilt's a boy scout trying to ride with the Hell's Angels. And man, it is a, it is a tough road to hoe. I. I I, I, I feel for him, and I, I've told you this, Monty. During my 11 years covering <laughs> Vanderbilt football, there wasn't a better bunch of kids to work with, and there wasn't a harder-working bunch of kids. I, Chris Donnelly, who played two years at Vandy, transferred to Alabama and played on the championship team, told me, Monty, he worked harder. The players at Vanderbilt worked harder than they worked at, at uh, Alabama. Now, here's a guy who spent two years at, in both programs, and, and Chris said that it was much tougher uh, at Vandy, the players had to work harder to, because they knew they they were so far behind everybody else talent talent wise, but they just couldn't close that gap. So it's not the players' fault, it's not the coaches' fault. It's just it's it's like Art Gap put it best, Monty, years ago. He, he said Vanderbilt wants to be Harvard six days a week and Alabama on Saturday, and it just uh, it, it just doesn't work. Tell you a funny thing story about Donardo. Well, my late uncle lived in Baton Rouge. He was a Tigers fan, and um, I was talking to him when Donardo went down there, and he's like, "Yep, come up there and cherry pick your coach. Took your coach from you." I said, "Well, I'm not a Vanderbilt fan. I'm an MTSU fan. You know that." And he goes, "Yep, that's what we do, though. We want a coach. We just come snatch him." Well. About seven games into the season, I talked to him. He goes, who's this damn idiot you sent down here to Baton Rouge? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, uh, Jerry, a, a guy from Brooklyn, really didn't fit in with those, those 
crazy Cajuns down in uh, Baton Rouge. And and I liked Denardo personally. He, he was a nice guy. I liked his dad. His dad was an old retired beat cop in Brooklyn and been been wounded in the line of duty. I, and I, I thought the world of his wife, Terry. I, I, in other words, Monty, I liked him personally. I, I liked Jerry and his family personally. But I, I never thought he was a good coach. I didn't think he was a good coach at Vanderbilt. He had no rapport with the, with his team. Uh, the, his media relations was was horrible, just terrible. Couldn't couldn't have had worse, you know, media relations. And so, even though he's a nice guy, a good guy that I liked, I, I just thought it was a terrible fit. And as bad as a fit at Vandy was, it was an even worse fit in the, at LSU. But. Anyway, Jerry's a nice guy. He landed on his feet. I think he's doing some football commentary around on, on some cable channel somewhere. Yeah. But he came in, gave it his best shot, worked hard, you know, slipped on a cot in the office, all that kind of stuff. And it, his best wasn't good enough. And, you know, you're talking about facilities. You know, they're at the bottom rung of the ladder, obviously, in the SEC. MTSU's fighting the same thing. Uh, and even in their in their own conference, their facilities are – nowhere near up to par with uh, what other ones are in their conference. And, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why kids um, go to a particular school. Typically, number one is um, the coach that's recruiting him, the relationship that you and your family foster with that coach. And then the second one is, hey, what's it look like where I'm playing at, you know? What, what does my crib look like, you know? Um, and, you know, in that regard, middle and Vanderbilt are very similar. They're just – they're really behind the eight ball right now. Exactly, Mott, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the facilities are not for the fans. The facilities are for the recruits. Uh, Larry Schmidt, though, my buddy here in town, was a recruiter at Vanderbilt. Well, well, he's also coaching the SEC championship baseball team. And Schmitto said when they would bring recruits on campus, they would try to keep them away from the locker room because the locker room was so, such a shambles, just 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 awful. So they would when they would show the recruits around campus, they would they would keep them away from from part of the the football facilities because they were so ramshackle. But you're right that you know it's hard. At Middle and, and Vanderbilt, Monty, it's hard to convince administration, man, we need need bigger and better facilities when they're not selling out half of what they got now. You know, Vanderbilt, yeah. you know, if, they, if it weren't for the visiting teams, they wouldn't have, have anybody. Of course, with the pandemic, they don't have anybody anyway. At, same way at Middle, you know, they, they just they, they just don't draw. And so it's tough for the AD and, the, you know, the athletic department folks to go to the school administration and say, hey, we need to improve our facilities. And uh, you know, an administration says, well, "Wait a minute! How come you're not you, you know you're not you're not filling up what we've got already?" So, again, that's uh, that's one of those uphill battles, and and MTSU is pushing that same big rock up the same steep hill that uh, that Vanderbilt is. You know, you, you brought up Schmitto, um, um, late great John Stanford, when he was building MTSU's baseball program around the same era. Um, you know, they they too face the same struggles with facilities and money. I remember Coach Stanford telling me they went to um, a re- NCAA regional down at Miami, and um, I guess they they always have like a party uh, the night before with the coaches and whatnots. And uh, the coach at uh, Miami asked him what is what is uh recruiting and operational budget was and coach Stanford goes too embarrassed to tell you <laughs> <laughs> Schmitto and Stanford were were good friends and they were birds of a feather they were they were lived and lived and breathed baseball and and, and they hung out a lot together they palled around together uh, I've got some good John Stanford stories I could tell you about it another time how's that yeah me too <laughs> but no they, they were great and John Stanford heck of a coach and did a whole lot for that for, for his university just yeah. like Schmitto did for Vanderbilt he sure did all righty you're listening to all sports talk joined today by Larry Woody longtime sports writer author and columnist this portion of the show uh, brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906 That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back.
don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Middle Tennessee sports coverage coming up tonight. Rick Stocks to live at 7 o'clock. Hope you'll join us. Coach Stock talking about this Sunday's game with UAB at home. Also coming up tomorrow night at 6, Middle Tennessee men's basketball as they host Murray State. Pre-game at 6, tip-off at 6.30. Coming up Thursday night, we talk local sports on Primetime Sports. 6 o'clock, it's followed by a special re-airing of State Farm Prep Football from last Friday night's Oakland Marable game. Re-airing that game for you on Thursday to get you fired up for the state championship game, which is Saturday night, 6.30 on WGNS, with a 7 o'clock kickoff as Oakland takes on Brentwood. Also, we've got some basketball for you Friday in the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner for you Saturday Saturday morning as we talk to boys basketball coaches. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joining us today. And uh, Larry, um, in TSU, they made it all the way to the end to senior day um, with no COVID issues uh, within their program. Now, they had missed one game uh, due to Charlotte being unable to play, but it got MTSU last week. And um, to their credit, they, um, they've they gone and found another conference opponent uh, that they're going to play on Sunday. They happen to play it on – somebody say, why in the world would you – play on Sunday, well, due to the number of days you, with contact tracing and all that. So they're going to they're gonna give their kids a senior day, and I'm, uh, I think that's important uh, that they do that. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I, I, the, it's a, a win-win for everybody. I don't, I don't see a downside to doing it, and I see a whole lot of upside, so I'm all for them. And as far as, as dealing with the virus, Monty, I, I think MTSU has done a really good job. I, I talked to uh, Dean Hayes a while back, you know, the, the, the Hall of Fame track coach at Midland. He was telling him about some of the protocols in place for, for MTSU athletes. You know, obviously Dean has the track track. Uh, kids, but uh, for for all athletes, uh, the 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 root the the regular testing, the random testing, and uh, they they really go. You know, you got to give middle credit. They 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 have really done a good job, or as good a job as could be done, 
with dealing with this thing. So, but as far as the the, the Sunday game, I'm I'm all for it. I don't see a drawback. If if somebody's not interested and doesn't want to watch, they they don't have to watch. And the people who are interested and want to watch, uh, they they can watch. It's great for the. The, the, the players, their families, and uh, so I'm, I'm all for it. I don't see a drawback to it. And um, the MTSU's women, uh, they lost their first two games against Louisville and um, Vanderbilt. Those are two home games, and I think MTSU's women are on the cusp of being a top 25 team this year, so that was tough for them. And they had a player and assistant coach test positive, and Coach Insel tested positive. Uh, they're supposed to play Belmont. Sunday, but don't know really the probably won't know the status of that till certainly later, later uh, down the week. So, you know, it's affecting everybody, Larry. And it's like, um, boy, you just you, you, you don't know day to day if you're going to play or not play. And that's that's got to be tough on a coach. It's got, and as you know, Monty, coaches are they're obsessive anyway about uh, about strict routines and and that you know following a strict regimen and all that they want every every i dotted and t crossed and now you know they may start the week not knowing whether they're going to play that week or not but about rick Ensel, what a what a treasure he has been to, to mtsu in middle tennessee in terms of women's basketball monty and a quick story i was walking at radnor lake a while back and i there was a tall blonde girl and her, i assume her boyfriend walking toward me and she had an mtsu uh, uh, sweatshirt on, and I said, I pointed, smile, basketball player. She said, "Yep, played for Rick, for Coach Ensel." So he's, he, this is here in Nashville at Radnor Lake. So he's, his influence is far and wide. So we wish him the best. I hope he has a quick recovery from the from the COVID. Yeah, I heard he was feeling pretty good. So and yeah, echo your sentiments there. Uh, I do hope he gets well soon. And and as you said. And coaches are creatures of habit. I mean, MTSU's men, they go to a tournament last weekend. Uh, they think they're going to play Akron. And then the day, a couple days before, they find out Akron's not going to be able to play and they get a new opponent. So everything they put in in terms of scouting reports and things like that, and, you know, the assistants do all those, uh, that just went for naught. And that's got to be just frustrating as all get out. That's what I mean, Marty. I was thinking about that the other day. How 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 wacky football coaches, particularly football coaches, well, basketball coaches too. Jimmy Earl was the same way. Coach Earl was the same way. You know, everything had to be in order. Everything in order. Every you know, like I say, following a strict regime. You know, right down to almost a clock watch on stopwatch on practices and that kind of thing. And here now, <laughs> this season, they like I say, they get up in the morning and they don't know if they're going to play that that afternoon or not. So it's got to it's got to drive coaches nutty or even nuttier than they already are, Monty. Um, Stay on him, tissue. I didn't know if you knew Fred Lovelace, who passed away last week. One of my dearest friends. That he was one of the 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 the, the, the old gang that that followed MTSU and supported MTSU during the during the Coach Earl era. And Fred was just a, a super super guy. One one of my one of my oldest and dearest friends uh, connected with MTSU. And yeah, I was talking to his son Mike last week, and you know we were just talking about old times. And he said, you know, the thing about it was when we you know, when I was really little growing up, you know, Fred had season tickets to Vanderbilt games. And he goes, and uh, we always went there. And he goes, and when he moved here and kind of helped start the the um, the wing of um, anesthesiology here in Murfreesboro, uh, that group, um, you know, he um, just started, hey, we're going to follow MTSU now too. And uh, really became hooked on it and was a, well, he was. He was a lifelong uh, friend for MTSU. Yeah, MTSU didn't have a, a more devoted fan, basketball fan particularly, than Fred. And he and Coach Earl were best friends. And the last time I saw him, Monty, was, I guess it was last year during the uh, the uh, MTSU arena dedication for, for your dad, Monty Hale, and uh, and Coach Earl. And I attended it, and Fred was there. He was he was he attended the uh Attended the uh, the dedication. I, I I got to talk to him a few minutes, but uh, those were good good days and 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 good people. I, I I miss them all. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joining us today. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. 
It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. It's busy out here coming down 24 East out of uh, Davidson County back into Rutherford. Traffic's just crowded up and down sections of 231 back toward Shelbyville. Stopping along your Thompson Lane. It's also busy up and down Memorial coming past the airport. Hey, to cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or simply go online to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. And Let's get right to it. There's uh, lots of changes in scheduling. As we announced yesterday, Blue Raider football will play this Sunday at 1.30 in the afternoon against UAB. Well, today, Middle Tennessee announced uh, basketball schedule updates. The Lady Raiders will now play their home and season opener against Belmont Sunday at 5.30. That'll fall right after the Blue Raider football game. This coming from Director of Athletics Chris Massaro earlier today. Middle Tennessee's men's game against Chattanooga has been moved from Sunday to Monday with a scheduled flip uh, tip time of 6 p.m. on Monday night. That is in order to accommodate for both the football game against UAB and to get the women's basketball game in. Due to the current state of the COVID-19 pandemic, fans will not be allowed entry to watch either of the games in Murphy Center. Both can be seen on Conference USA TV, and of course, they can be heard right here on the Blue Raider Network. The December 6th date is the latest season opener in the 46-year Division I history for the Lady Raiders, who have only had three previous openers occur in the month of December. Middle Tennessee was originally scheduled to play Belmont at Murphy Center on December 3rd. However, the game was moved due to positive COVID-19 test results and 
contact tracing within the Lady Raider bubble. The Blue Raiders, uh, the Lady Raiders rather, have been unable to practice since November 20th due to contact tracing. They will not have their full complement of players against Belmont. However, Coach Rick Ensel said the team is excited to get the season started. Middle Tennessee had previously postponed the games against Louisville and Vanderbilt due to COVID-19 related concerns. Makeup dates for those games have not been announced. So Middle Tennessee basketball, well, the Blue Raiders returned home from the Gulf Coast Showcase looking to rebound in Wednesday night's home opener against Murray State in what is now the most played rivalry in Blue Raider history. Due to the current state of COVID-19, of course, fans will not be allowed in the game. However, Wednesday night's matchup with Murray State can be seen on CUSA.TV, and of course, uh, you are... Of you can hear it right here on the Blue Raider Network. Murray State comes in with a record of 1-0. and They uh, played a team called uh, Greenville uh, on Sunday and scored 173 points in the ballgame. So Middle Tennessee looking for their first victory after a tough one-point loss to Omaha and a 57-43 loss to East Tennessee State down in, uh, in in the Gulf Coast Showcase. Blue Raiders played good defense in both games, just could not get things moving on the offensive end. So Middle Tennessee looking to break out offensively against an always good Murray State team. The Racers own a 105-37 lead in the all-time series, so this will be the 143rd meeting between Middle Tennessee and Murray State. Turning to football, Middle Tennessee fans might have thought the Blue Raiders season was finished when their game against FAU was canceled, but they were clicked quickly granted one more chance to watch the team. The contest between the Owls and Raiders was canceled Friday, then Sunday. Middle announced a special Sunday matchup to be played this Sunday at home against UAB. The Blazers, who are 4-3 and three overall and 2-1 and one in Conference USA play, are a good team that, can, that will rely on a high-quality defense and a dominant running game. Those aren't the only things that will give the Blue Raiders challenges heading into Sunday, though. The Blue Raiders and UAB will kick it off at 6 o'clock, or 1.30 p.m., I should say, on Sunday afternoon. We'll have the tailgate show beginning at noon here on the Blue Raider Network and on WGNS. All right, be sure to join us tonight for the final Rick Stockstill Live. That's at 7 o'clock this evening right here on WGNS. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and REI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. And um, Larry, you know, we, you were talking about the, the package Derek Mason got and, and yours um, at the Tennessean didn't quite mirror that. You know, my severance package didn't quite mirror that either at the DNJ. <laughs> so, so, so you didn't get the big buyout either. No, huh? I know. I got the big <laughs> – I, I, thank you for your years of service. Now, 
I think I think they gave me an umbrella when I left. <laughs> I had to turn my own. I had to turn my cell phone in. <laughs> <laughs> no, our, our severance packages weren't uh, were quite as good as uh, as uh, football coaches, basketball coaches packages are. And uh, you know, credit to them. I mean, if I'd had an agent and they could get me a, a, a you know a, a three or four year contract extension to full. Salary and benefits, I would have taken it too. So I, I don't begrudge the coaches for taking it. I'm stunned that the administration is so so careless with money that they give it to them. They continue to give it to them, and then knowing that in this case they're probably going to have to buy them out, at, you know, a, a year later, whatever left, three years on the you know multi million dollar contract. I'm, I'm stunned that the administration continues to do that. But I don't blame the coaches for taking it. If the Tennessean had offered me that deal, I would have taken it too. Oh yeah, I'd be in Florida somewhere right now, probably. Exactly. (laughs) All right, uh, Vanderbilt did make some history on the field Um, last week. uh, Sarah Fuller, um, uh, great soccer player for their SEC um, championship team, became the first um, female to play. In a Power Five game, I think she had a squib kick that Missouri got about its own thirty-five. Um, did make some history there, and um, you know, some people can call it a publicity stunt and all that. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it was it was a good day for women that they can go play sports. I don't think she's championing a cause that they um, go play on men's teams, but that they do go out and compete and. And, you know, maybe being the uh, special teams co-player of the week might have gone a little overboard with that. But just your thoughts about a female uh, playing in a Power 5 game. Buddy, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I know you I, are. <laughs> ask me and I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a shameless publicity stunt. I, I'm, I was embarrassed for the team. I was embarrassed for the, for the players having to stand there and uh, – you know, they're playing their hearts out. As I said earlier, nobody works harder and tries harder than Vanderbilt's football players and have all the attention focused on focused on that young lady on Good Morning America. And like you say, you know, just the media just went nuts over it. Uh, I, I, again, if she, if, there have been more women kickers. You know, there have been other women place kickers, including Monty, as you probably know, several in high school. There's middle, several Middle Tennessee high schools have had some women girl place kickers, female place kickers. And uh, so I, I just thought it was a, it was a publicity stunt. I, I'm, I don't know, Monty, that, that might have been the final nail in Derek Mason's coffin when he has to recruit a, <laughs> a women's soccer player to, to try to, to help out the football team. Uh, and I don't want to, to be too hard on the, on the, the young lady. I, I have a daughter who, who was a good softball player and soccer player, and I have a granddaughter who is a, a great soccer player, and it runs marathons now. So I'm all for women's in women in sports, women's athlete, uh, women af- in athletics. I think they should be given every opportunity that that male players are given. I, I think that I, I'm all for equal opportunity, equal funding for women's sports. Having said that, uh, a woman can't play. Power, you know, big time football. Now, if if she goes out and plays nose guard or linebacker, at that point, there's some history to be made. But you know, it was just, uh, and and I know I know I'll get in trouble saying this with all my my, my the the lady friends I have around who might be listening in. Um, I'm all for them, but there are certain things like being in combat and playing <laughs> playing football that I oppose. I, I don't think they should be there. And again, I, I thought it kind of cheapened the game. And uh, I don't know if Coach Mason was trying to defect, de- deflect attention from his from the, that terrible football performance, or or if he's I, I don't know what he's trying to do. But I it, and and, it, and I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority. It got a ton of attention. Uh, the media, the national media, the, the all the just not Nashville, but the national media went nuts over it. And I thought it was I thought it was absurd. Okay, today's opinion by Larry Woody brought to you by nobody. <laughs> and, and, and don't give out my phone number, Marty. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears here. Uh, the Titans, boy, you just don't know what to expect. You know, they were kind of in a rut, and then they whip up on Baltimore, and then you play a team you played two weeks ago that made you look sick, and you just go out and just bludgeon them. 
that's as good a, a performance as I've seen the Titans play Monty in, in, in a long time. And uh, it probably got them in the in the in the playoffs. That, that probably cinched a, a spot in the playoffs for them. And to go on the road, like you said, back to back and play that well against good teams, uh, it, it was a, a quite a statement. Of course, Derrick Henry, he 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 gets better the almost minute by minute. You know, every time you see him, he's he's doing better than he did the, the game before. And the game before was pretty good. He's. Uh, He's as good a running back as there is in the league. Of course, that's no secret. He led the league in rushing last year. And if, if anything, Monty, I think he's even better this year. And then Tannehill, he's as good a quarterback as there is in the league. When he's got time, uh, there, there's not a more accurate passer in the NFL than Tannehill, which I'm, I'm still stunned that you'd think op- opponents would, would see that looking at film and, and put some pressure on him, you know, figure out some way for, for blitzes or, or whatever to get a little pressure on him. Because if they don't pressure him, he'll kill you, just as he just as he did Sunday. But uh, but again, the Titans are playing as, as as good a football as there as any team in the NFL right now, and it's, that's what was expected of them. They got within a, a hiccup of going to the Super Bowl last year, and so when they return all the star players like quarterback, leading rusher, and that kind of thing, and and also Monty, uh, AJ Brown, they, they've got as good a receiver as there is in the SEC, maybe the best receiver in terms of catching the football and what he does with it after he catches the ball. But I don't think there's a better receiver in the NFL than, than, than Brown. So when you put everything together, we shouldn't be surprised that they're, that they're winning. I guess a surprise should be when they, when they don't win. So hopefully they'll get back, uh, you know, make, make another Super Bowl run this year. Yeah, A.J. Brown's really become a superstar and, you know, you take Corey Davis, uh, what, the fifth pick in the draft a few years back. He's playing like he's in a contract year right now. I mean, he, he's really stepped his game up. Yeah, they're, they're just playing well on both sides of the ball, Monty. When the, when, the, when the defense is having a bad series or a bad, you know, a bad game, the offense seems like they pick it up and they score more points. When the offense is sputtering a little and not scoring – then the defense seemed like they pick it up, say, okay, we got to shut these people down since we're not scoring a lot. So it's just a it's just a good, solid football team right now. Yeah, and, you know, defensively, they've really been hit hard by injuries. They've had a hard time getting off the field, and they were early in the game against uh, Indianapolis, but then uh, really zeroed in. And, um, uh, you know, like I'm like you, that's as good a game as they played. And, you know, you look at – the success Henry continues to have, and this is a patchwork offensive line. Yeah, that's what one thing makes it maybe so 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 interesting, Monty, that they're they're doing and same way with Tannehill with the pass protection. You know, it's kind of a like you said a patchwork line, and yet Tannehill still gets great pass protection. Uh, uh, holes still open up for Henry, and if a hole's not there, he makes his own. So. Uh, no, it's just a good, good, solid football team. Fun, fun to watch. And the question is now: Can they avoid injuries and you know illness and everything else, and keep it going? And uh, we'll see. But so far, so good. It's a the Titans are playing as good a football right now as anybody in the in the NFL. And they got Cleveland this week, and that that's another. Uh, you know, they, it's not like they've been playing a lot of easy opponents. Maybe at the beginning of the year, but. You know, Cleveland, you know, comes in at eight and three. And but I, I think Monty, like you said earlier, that they, they may have gotten by the, two of the toughest opponents. You can go on the road to Baltimore and on on the road to Indy, and uh, and 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 win them both. That's that's pretty good. You know, if you can do that, you can you can handle anything else on the coming on on the schedule. So so again, it's uh, I, I think they're headed for another interesting uh, uh, run in the postseason. All righty, Larry, good to catch up with you as always. Stay warm. Yeah, same to you, Marty. I always enjoy it. All right, appreciate you joining us, Larry. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the Blue Cross Bowl. We have a team in it. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. 
WGNSRadio.com. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's busy out here coming down 24 east out of uh, Davidson County back into Rutherford. Traffic's just crowded up and down. Sections of 231 back toward Shelbyville. Stopping all your Thompson Lane. It's also busy up and down Memorial coming past the airport. Hey, to cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or simply go online to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Appreciate Larry Woody joining us today. Um, Saturday night, Oakland High School will play for the Class 6A state championship. They dismantled Maryville 49-7 last Friday night, and I mean they took them to the woodshed. Running clock. Maryville and running clock. Um, You think it's the other way around. Um, I thought Oakland would win this game. I think I picked them by two touchdowns. Um, this is just an outstanding team, and um, they're going to be awful good next year too. Unfinished business. They play on Brentwood, a team they beat 37 to nothing. And I'm sure in some ways um, Oakland coach Kevin Creasy wishes they hadn't even played that game. Uh, Oakland was supposed to play uh, Blackman that week. Um, Blackman was quarantined. Uh, Brentwood's opponent, I'm not sure who it was, whether it was Independent, Centennial, somebody like that, they were unable to play. So they scheduled this game late. Both teams probably had about a day and a half or two to prepare for it. Um, And you're always leery of rematches. Um, because it's it's the onus is really more on the team that won the first time. Oakland is expected to go out and win this championship. Nobody's given um, Brentwood a snowball's chance at winning on, on Saturday night. I tell you what, though, they've got a really good quarterback. They got a good receiver. They're well coached, and Ron Crawford. You give him you give him this long to prepare, he'll come up with a good plan. Now, talent typically wins out. And, you know, if you're going to come down to just all right talent across the board, it's all Oakland. All Oakland. But um, the Patriots and Brentwood, they will do battle uh, in Cookville Saturday night at uh, 7 o'clock. Um, on Friday – uh, we've got the 3A championship game at 11 a.m. That's Alcoa and Milan. The 1A is at 1 o'clock. I'm sorry, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. South Pittsburgh and Fayette, where the 5A is Oak Ridge and Summit. On Saturday, you start with 4A to Elizabethan and Haywood at 11, followed by Meigs County and Peabody, the 2A game at um, 3 o'clock. So, there we go. Again, MTSU's 
football team. Uh, they will play host to UAB on Sunday at 1.30. Uh, of course, the Blue Raiders unable to play last week due to some COVID issues. Uh, and as we mentioned, MTSU's women battling through that now. Hopefully they'll get that behind them. MTSU's men's basketball last week. They lost 60-59 to to Omaha. In a game they just really let slip away. They were up three with like 11 seconds to go and got beat, got called for a couple fouls. Then the next day they lost 57-43 to East Tennessee. So what we saw the first two games is NMTSU is a lot better defensively. Uh, you know, last year they couldn't guard anybody. Um, but at least in the first two games, did not shoot the ball well at all. Just really labored to score. Um, I think one um, uh, Conference U.S. team that had an impressive first week was Western Kentucky. They beat Northern Iowa, a very good um, Missouri Valley team, um, 93-87. They beat Memphis the following day, 75-69, and they lost in the championship game of their tournament to um, Western Kentucky, I mean to West Virginia, uh, 70-64. to So, um, by far, Western Kentucky, uh, the most impressive team out of the gates. Nobody else really um, played that difficult of a, a schedule. MTSU's men scheduled to play Murray tomorrow. Murray scored 173 points against some junior high team the other night, but we all know we all know how good Murray is year in year out. So a tough schedule for for the Blue Raiders early. Uh, they also play Chattanooga. Uh, there was talk of that game being played Sunday. Um, I think they're going to try to switch some of that around. You'd have football, men's and women's basketball all on Sunday. And let's face it, Sunday right now, tough sale when you got the Titans. Of course, nobody can go to these games anyway. You can go to the football game, but not the basketball games. So that's kind of where we're at with that right now. Um, high school, uh, we've had Blackman girls have been quarantined. They're playing now. Um, Oakland's girls are quarantined right now. Um, so it's a mess. Um, some teams are getting all their games in. Some aren't getting any in, and uh, I think that's a battle we're going to continue to fight. Um, if you, you know, not all news is fake news. Uh, they say this next round is going to be worse. I mean, the numbers are spiking daily. Uh, so um, who knows what is going to become of the basketball situation? Who knows if the country is going to get put on lockdown for a month or whatever uh, when the transition takes uh, place. We don't really know what's going on. Um, and certainly in the realm of athletics, we have no idea what's going to happen. But we'll continue to talk about it. Um, we're done talking about it for today, though. Uh, the Andy Herzer, First Shot President, will join me tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of the day. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.